0: Welcome to the Fishers of Men podcast, brought to you by us at So Much Media. I'm Mary Ashley Burton.
1: I'm Laura Samara
0: Sams. This podcast is about relationships and your walk with Jesus.
1: It's about the true stories of Christian men and women's struggles with chastity, sex, marriage, and relationships in a post Christian culture.
0: of Men podcast. We are currently recording in three different time zones. Uh, I'm visiting family in Arkansas. Lara's in LA. Today's special guest is Mary Beth Bonacci in Denver, Colorado. Mary Beth, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: I'm Mary Beth Bonacci. I'm in Denver, Colorado. You did a really good job on that part. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a speaker on dating relationships for for longer than I care to admit. And I write for Catholic Match, and apparently, according to an email I recently saw, I am Catholic Match's official dating guru. So, or I don't know if it's official, but they did call me their dating guru. So there you go.
0: Well, that's why we're so – one of the many reasons we're so excited to talk to you. Uh, I was so excited uh, to be able to set up an interview with you uh, because – for me, you were kind of famous. (laughs) So it's really exciting. Mm -hmm. Good to know. (laughs) Yeah. So our topic today is online dating. And I think you'll be a great expert given that you work for Catholic Match. So our first question is kind of why are people online dating? Online dating, I mean,
1: it gets you a wider pool,
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. a wider range of people to choose
1: from. I mean, traditionally, people just had the people in their neighborhood, the people at their work, the people at their church, the people they met at whatever bars they went to. And I mean different people have different reasons for needing a wider pool. I think for people of faith, it's harder to find someone who shares our faith. I'm single too. Mm-hmm. And it's you just you go out in your day-to-day world and the odds of finding someone who who shares your faith and you're compatible with and you actually like and want to spend the rest of your life with are a lot smaller. I think in in my parents' generation, you'd go to your church, and they had their little group or whatever, their dances, and everybody would pair off because the faith was more kind of universally practiced. Or even if somebody didn't share your faith, odds were good that they had a moral code that was similar to yours, that they believed in God. And today, that's just not so. So certainly for us as people of faith, if, if it's important to you to have a spouse who shares your faith, It's getting a lot harder to find that just in your day-to-day bumping around world.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And do you know any statistics about how successful online dating is now? It seems like now there's not so much of a stigma maybe as there used to be when the internet kind of first started, because I know plenty of people who have met their spouses online, but do you know if the rates are the same in terms of staying married? I do not know the stats, but in, well, there's two questions there, like
1: finding someone and then staying married um, mm-hmm. in terms of finding someone. I don't know the stats, but I mean, what you just said, like, you know, plenty of people, I know plenty of people it used to be if people met online, they'd make up a different story. Yeah. Like, where'd you met? Oh, we met at a coffee shop. And
0: I've even <laughs> we seen... <met> when I <laughs> broke my kneecap. I've even seen guys sometimes will put in their online dating profiles, like their headline will be, I'm willing to make up a story about how we met. <laughs> So
1: I guess... Seriously, I've never seen that. Oh, y- my
0: gosh. Yeah. I mean, I've seen that on more than one. Like, I'm willing to say we met at a restaurant, and that's, like, their headline. Like, all the... The first thing that you see about them, and which is kind of weird for me because I'm like, I don't... Which is really fabulous because it's like, I'm willing to lie. Right. Wow, I love you. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, so you do seem like a very trustworthy person, <laughs> You know, if that's the, our first thing that we see about you. but it seems You're like, great. That's <laughs> awesome. Oh. But it seems like in general, most people are very willing to admit we met online, especially among the faith community, like you said, because it's just kind of a lot more challenging to find someone you get along with who also yeah. shares your faith.
1: I mean, among people I've known who've married in the last 10 years, I think a majority of them met online. Hmm. So, yeah, there's just there's no stigma anymore. Oh, wow. So, yeah.
0: So, obviously, I hope that this is going to be a very relevant topic for our listeners. <laughs> it sounds like it will be. So, for you, what would you say goes into making a successful online dating profile? And how would you go about making one?
1: I've written several articles for this on Catholic Match. And, I mean, really what it comes down to is... You want to put your your best foot forward, your best face forward. It's just like if you're meeting somebody in person, you want to lead with your strengths, you know, not like I'm willing to lie. (laughs) (laughs) So you just have to think about like if I were meeting this person at a party or at work or at church, what would I be starting my conversation with? Would I be starting with, I've been so hurt from past relationships and I carry the wounds with me. Would it be I'm still not over my ex? (laughs) Probably not. Would it be, hi, my friends say I'm good looking? (laughs) (laughs) This is this is I've written a couple of articles on um on like profile do's and don'ts. And one of my greatest pet peeves is discussing your own physical appearance.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Because A, you're not supposed to have an opinion. And B, that's what pictures are for. Like the pictures, just like if you meet somebody in person, you don't say I'm handsome.
0: <laughs> you know, you, you
1: let them figure that out because they're looking at you, right? And it's the same with the pictures. <laughs> it's a, I saw one who wouldn't who wouldn't put any pictures on, because and this was not on Catholic Match. This was on I won't say where, but this guy wouldn't put any pictures on because he said he was tired of just hearing from people because they, he was so good looking. Oh my gosh. And then he went on to discuss how very good looking he was. And that doesn't say to me, wow, you're good looking. It says to me, wow, you're a narcissist. <laughs> I don't care how good looking you are. So, you know, like polite conversation. There's generally this assumption that Maybe deep down we have an opinion about our own attractiveness or lack thereof, but we're really not supposed to discuss it. We're supposed to leave that to the other person. So there's one. Don't talk about your good-lookingness. <laughs> you know, another big pet peeve of mine, which we discussed earlier, is leading with your pain,
0: mm-hmm. your,
1: <laughs> your, your great sadness and your mm-hmm. whatever, the hurts you've had in life. Because then you're just thinking, wow, I'm dating Eeyore. you're not coming across as as balanced or fun like if if think about if this these are the only things this person knew about you what would you want them to know another great pet peeve i have Hmm. on profiles is in the usually there's there'll be some section on what you're looking for the kind of person you're looking for and what you see is hilarious sometimes because this person does not exist. Right. We will walk along the beach in perfect harmony. I will, we will finish each other's thoughts. We will, it's just, like, good luck with
0: that <laughs> you know it's so funny because a lot of Catholic guys I'll find that they start describing their ideal person and it really sounds like the Virgin Mary like they're like oh I, I want That's someone a, uh-huh. I want someone uh-huh. who doesn't speak up unless it's necessary someone who's quiet but but very pious and is so you know like someone who will intervene oh if God. they need to but you know I see that all the time and also another thing that yes, Catholic guys yes. always put on their Profile, and I don't know why, but it's someone who is okay with both staying in and going out. And guys of other faiths, they don't put that on their profile. But as, if I see that on a profile, I'm like, oh, he's Catholic. And then it's, it always turns out to be true. And I don't know why that is.
1: <laughs> I've never seen that one. But you're okay with both staying in and going out. No, <laughs> I'm
0: never okay with going out. I know. No. I never <laughs> want to leave the house. Like, who is that? Yeah. <laughs> so i always find that really funny i've seen that like a lot like enough for it to be iconic for me but it's good that you haven't seen that one because i just think it's ridiculous but you're right
1: (laughs) no no well it's it's, yeah and you know it's women can write ridiculous stuff too it's just of course i don't know and i always say i always say in, in when i write about this i'll always say if you Really, if something I've said, don't say you really want to say anyway, then by all means, go ahead and say it because people need to know what is most important to you. And if that is what's most important to you, then by golly, get it out there Mm. and just consider it fair warning to the rest of the world.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So do you find that people of faith have a hard time describing themselves and their strengths? Because I feel like we kind of have a vision of humility that prevents us really from doing that. Well,
1: Oh yeah, I do. I, and I'm like, I'm kind of a minimalist, which I just, maybe not a good thing, but my, my tendency when it comes to profiles is, you know, and I kind of like minimalist profiles and other people too, that they just kind of seem like, you know, okay, here I am. Somebody, I don't know. They put too much, like they seem to like write poems about them. <laughs> Whatever. It's I don't know. There's something about putting, looking like you put too much work into it. It's It's difficult. There's no question. Like how do you summarize yourself in a paragraph in a way that put your best foot forward, and makes you attractive to the opposite sex without looking like you're trying too hard or without looking like whatever. Yeah, it's tough. I'm, I'm not going to lie. And we do, we tend to not want to brag about ourselves. But then again, you don't want to see a profile where somebody's bragging about themselves too much Yeah. because that doesn't come off well. So I just think it really comes down to kind of, this is me. This is what's important to me. This is what I like. This is what I enjoy. And if that intrigues
0: you, drop me a line. (laughs) So what about profile pictures? Because I've heard from like secular online dating experts that what works for women the best is the like high angle selfie with a little bit of cleavage. (laughs) And those are the ones that get the, the most, <laughs> that have the highest success rate. <laughs> so, but for uh the well, modest woman,
1: <laughs> what what would you? I guess recommend it all depends on what kind of attention you're trying to attract, doesn't
0: it? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but so for for the modest woman, uh what would you say would be a good way to go about like picking your profile pictures? You ju- you just want a flattering picture
1: that that is relatively recent. I, I had a date with a guy once online years ago. Again, wasn't Catholic match, but I, I his picture had to have been 15 years old. Hmm. He was <laughs> thin and young, and I was like, when I met him, I was like, huh, is that your like much younger brother in the picture? <laughs> you, you wanted. You want to be recent, so it's actually an accurate depiction of what you look like. But flattering, again, at your best here in Colorado. Everybody posts a picture of themselves at the top of a, what we call a fourteener, a fourteen thousand foot mountain, because that's the big thing here is climbing a fourteener. So you 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 hike to the top of a fourteener, you take your picture, and that's your profile picture, which which is good, I guess, because it says. I'm outdoorsy. This is something I like. I'm a huge fan of pictures that show you in your life. Pictures that show you, like, you you know, you probably want a good headshot of just you for the primary picture, but most sites let you post a lot of pictures. And that's a chance to kind of show what's important to you. Like, if if your family's important, I have a lot of pictures with my family because I'm a spinster aunt and my nieces and nephews are really important to me, and so that's like a it's a snapshot of my life. If you travel a lot, your travel pictures are cool. A couple of no-nos: pictures a pictures where there's a member of the opposite sex posing with you and you haven't clarified who they are.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Because then, is that your girlfriend? Is that your ex-husband? Is that or pictures where a member of the opposite sex is very obviously cropped out? Because again. <laughs> the same issue comes up pictures of yourself with famous people. Like sometimes maybe that can work. Like, I think I don't remember if I have on my profile that I have a picture of myself with John Paul II and it was a really cool moment for me. So that's kind of, and I don't know, it's like, I was just lucky We weren't like friends or anything, but if you keep posting pictures of yourself with various famous people, it starts to look like name dropping. Mm-hmm. And the famous people probably don't really appreciate it when you're trying to make it look like you're friends with all these famous people. A, it kind of conveys that that's where you see your value is how many famous people you can rub shoulders with. And everybody knows that famous people pose for pictures with everybody. Mm -hmm. Famous people stand next to all kinds of yahoos they don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So. A picture of you standing in front of a flag with some random famous political figure doesn't really say anything except that you got into a room where a random famous political figure was taking pictures with people they didn't know. Yeah. So too much of that can be a turnoff. Sometimes too much – like I saw a profile once again – I always have to say not a Catholic Dutch – where it was all these pictures of this guy on a beach and like – I thought my yeah. first thought was, wow, isn't he handsome? My first thought was, who took these pictures? Because they look professional. Like, did, <laughs> did he hire a photographer to take pictures of himself running on a beach? Wow. <laughs> so, you got to be careful that your pictures don't say more about you than, than you do? want. <laughs>
0: hmm.
1: So, I think, like, professional headshots are always good for your main picture or just a picture somebody took or even a selfie that just shows what you look like. And then just the other pictures, just kind of slices of life that, that show you you in your world kind of what's important to you. And without looking like you're, you know, hiring professional, (laughs) hiring paparazzi to follow you around or (laughs) name drop with with super famous people <laughs> <laughs> or with exes anywhere right yeah it's always like there be a picture of a guy and it's just a guy that like on his shoulder will be like a manicured hand
0: yeah or just some <laughs> hair just just like the ends Where of some come hair from?
1: what whose hand is yeah some hair exactly exactly like big blonde hair or something and again you know i'm saying like because i look at men's profiles more than women's the you know, the flip side I'm sure is a picture of a woman with like a guy clearly cropped out or mm-hmm. oh and you know going back to the 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 advice of the cleavage guys with the shirtless shots oh no, I was just gonna Steve, say no, that
0: never again no more that I if I see a yes. guy who yeah. has a picture of like a blurry gym shirtless selfie I just skip just auto, it's a, just an automatic no I'm just like ugh you know like. And, and maybe that's not fair of me, but I just I just am not, not interested in the kind of guy that takes a blurry shirtless selfie at the gym. <laughs> like, just not just not interested. Yeah, yeah. I don't care
1: if it's blurry, not blurry. I mean, I appreciate a <laughs> nice physique as much as the next person. But again, your 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 picture, what you how, what you choose for your picture conveys what is most important to you. And if you're going all. Shirtless to to show off your amazing guns, then that tells us that that's really kind of where you see your value, and that is that's a little shallow to me. <laughs> maybe there are, maybe it's like a dog whistle. Maybe there are women who think that's the awesomest thing in the world, and they'll be attracted to pictures like that. But no, not me. Please, God bless you. I'd like to see a little more deck.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Okay, so once we've gotten past the picture, we've made our profiles, you see someone you like, how are you supposed to make the first contact? Because I know for me, it's never worked for me, no matter how unique and witty I try to make the first contact, it never goes past like an online conversation necessarily. And I know also a lot of guys that they've told me like they put in a lot of care to their first message and they read the profile thoroughly and they pick out certain things to talk about and then they'll never hear back. And uh, I know I'm also guilty of that. I'll see a well, very well-crafted message, but I'm just not at the right place or it just yeah, I get the message in, at the wrong time and I just, I never respond. So I apologize to anyone who's done that with me. Um, but how is it then that we're supposed to make the first contact?
1: I am old school. And I really do believe that men and women are different and that men are pursuers by nature. So there's a difference between pursuing a man and signaling a man that it's okay for him to pursue you. And what we need to do, I think is the latter, at least in my experience, I find even talking to men, they'll say, well, yeah, she wrote me and maybe I did write back and maybe we did have a relationship for a while. But I, I felt if, if they were really kind of actively pursued by a woman, they may just kind of acquiesce because it's the, the path of least resistance to kind of go along with this for a while. But they don't tend to be the relationships they're really excited about. So it depends on the, the site and what their system is. Most sites have a way of... For women to just kind of express interest without – I think the the crafted, long, put-a-lot-of-time-into-it email, that's – I mean, everybody's different, but I'm not going to be comfortable with that. I'm going to be a lot more comfortable with just – the sites have various things where you can, like, just say hi or wink or – I know on Catholic Match, they get an email just that you looked at their profile. yeah. Sometimes I've just looked at people's profile and gotten a response back. Hey, I saw you looked at my profile, you blah, 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 blah. I guess it's good to at least say something because otherwise they think you looked at my profile and didn't say anything, so you must not be interested. Yeah. So, I mean, I know in the real world there are ways to let someone know that that you are interested, open to to being pursued. It's just kind of open communication, smiling, being friendly, making eye contact, stuff like that. So it's hard to find the online equivalent of that when you're far away with nothing but a a computer screen. But I think all the little things they offer, the smile, the hello, the maybe one thing, I saw your profile, we're from the same town, you know, finding some commonality and mentioning it. But my philosophy is keep it very brief and stay on the side of letting them know that you're available to you're open to to being pursued as opposed to you are initiating pursuit
0: Hmm. and then for guys to make the first contact what would you suggest for them to do
1: just be yourself and be friendly and be conversational I think the more kind of structured it is the more kind of I mean, I get it. You know, guys are nervous, and in, in, in real life, I mean, everybody would be nervous. I mean, guys have the much harder job. I've always been glad that I was a woman and I could just be on the the more passive side of this, the more active active receiving. But I just think friendly and being yourself, and find commonalities, and maybe ask a question or two, and you know, keep it kind of simple. It's again, the mistakes are too much too soon, like, wow, I love you, I (laughs) I want you to bear my children, (laughs) (laughs) anything that that makes a woman think, oh, don't come, you know, don't come at me so quickly, because I don't know what I think of you yet, and if you're, like, all over the moon, because you got to remember that you don't really know this person at this point, you've, you've got a picture and a, a couple of paragraphs, so if you're all madly in love already or seeming like you're madly in love, you're you're clearly not a realistic person because you don't have enough information. Yeah. So it kind of has to respect the level you're at, which is, hi, I don't know you, but you seem kind of nice, and I wouldn't mind getting to know you a little better. Not like, let's start dating. Like, when you start using, like, the word boyfriend in the first one or relationship or... God forbid marriage.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> just be light, be yourself. That um, I I do run into that kind of a quite a. I mean, not not to try to sound arrogant or anything, but for some reason I don't know. I do get a lot of those messages. Like, I saw I saw your picture and I got lost in your eyes and like it just yeah yeah that kind of yeah. stuff. I'm like ah you know or or even like hello, why are you single? Is kind of like not Uh, the right question uh, for me (laughs) (laughs) yeah because it's just it's like no no i've written
1: extensively on that question it's like
0: yeah i have hideous personality
1: flaws but i have them well right
0: (laughs) right exactly oh i don't know i I, I must be
1: repulsive i don't know (laughs) so i skipped my first marriage i'm moving on to that happy second marriage (laughs)
0: So, well, those are really good tips. And when it comes to searching for people, I always have this kind of internal conflict and I go back and forth. So should we bother looking for people that are a long distance away? I,
1: again, I've written about everything when it comes to this. Um, yeah, I mean, I there are people who cannot move, but I really think there are very few reasons for cannot move aside from... I have minor children and split custody or, and their other parent lives in this geographic area. I'm always really alarmed when I see profiles that say, have children at home part-time and then say, I can live anywhere. Because I always think, what are you going to do? Are you going to move away from your children or are you going to take your children away from their mother? And neither of those seems like a good option to me, but... Short of that, people say, well, you know, my family's here, my job's here, my friends are here, and I've gotten to a point where I say, okay, so you think you're going to find this perfect person within 15 miles of your zip code, but given the fact that what we're looking for in this world, the people who share our faith are frequently a needle in a haystack, the question may not be, would I rather find a person here than find a person far away? It would be, would I rather find a person far away or not marry at all? Hmm. And I think that's the way you have to approach it. I think you have to take whatever thing it is that keeps you in your geographic area and, and, I, and plug it into this sentence. I'd rather X and remain single forever than marry someone wonderful who, and move far away. I would rather live near my (laughs) dent and remain single forever than marry someone wonderful and move somewhere else. I would rather keep my current job than, and stay single forever than marry someone wonderful and move far away. I would rather my nieces and nephews and stay single forever because easily be the scenario, because like we said, there, this is kind of a needle in a haystack. So Not to mention, people are always saying, well, why doesn't God send me anybody, which is another topic where you get to another one of my pet peeves, this idea that God sends everyone a spouse, but it guarantees us a spouse, which is not in scripture anywhere. But so say you do believe that. Do you also believe that God is offering you this spouse within your zip code? Or do you think maybe you need to meet God halfway? (laughs) Maybe this wonderful person God has for you is somewhere else. So if you have minor children who cannot move, then by all means, don't look outside your geographic area. But I really encourage people who are serious about thinking the marriage is their vocation, who really want to marry, to not straightjacket the Holy Spirit, to to be open to going if where God calls you, if God has someone for you, but that person happens to be half a continent away or somewhere else. I think it's a good idea to to be prayerfully open to that.
0: Mm. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> well, it's just I I really like the idea of being open. It just it also creates so many other issues because like the last time that I was like I'm just gonna be open to wherever, and I met this guy uh, not on Catholic Match, I should say, but he he lived like across the country. <laughs> from me and but then I was visiting family closer to him but it was still like 14 hours away and we hadn't even talked on the phone we'd had like two interactions and he was like oh well maybe I could drive down and meet you and I was like ah like it got it really freaked me out because it's like here I am I took this trip to spend time with my family I've limited time with my family and we've had like literally we've exchanged two sentences between each other and you know I was like I just I would feel really bad if he drove all the way down and then I was like oh not interested you know then he would have an entire day in the car to (laughs) drive back you know after being disappointed and and so it's that there's always that question for me it's like but I am also more in the category of not really wanting to move because I feel like God's called me to a career. And so I don't know that I have all of those uh, existential crises going on all the time. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I don't know, but I do I very yeah. much do appreciate your point. Yeah. Yeah. Because
1: marriage is a vocation, you know, which a career is not. Mm-hmm. And then you get into questions of, well, is this career limited Is your geographic area? I mean, for a lot of us, it's just easier to stand in one place, which is fine. Because, you know, the the question it comes down to then is, is do you believe that God's calling you to this career at the expense of a marriage vocation? Yeah. And, you know, that's only for you to answer. But, yeah, you know, obviously there are going to be logistical issues. The question is, are you going to get let logistics get in the way of of marrying? Yeah. And, yeah, in, in that example, the first thing that occurs to me is, well, why hadn't you talked on the phone? Mm-hmm. That's, that comes into another area, which is I'm a big fan of talking. you, you got to start talking as quickly as possible because it's very easy to hide behind a screen. And yeah. It's easy, it's not threatening, it's not scary, and, and meeting in person is scary. Yeah. Yeah, for
0: sure. I, I think that's a very good point of initiating the f- phone calls in order to really get to know the person.
1: Oh, yeah, because you can't really get to know somebody just by what, they type. I mean, you could be communicating with a a Russian agent for all you know. I mean anybody can, yeah. <laughs> anybody could type and anyone could anybody can post a picture. It doesn't have to be them. It doesn't have to be anything. I mean, you can make yourself like anything you want when you're typing. I mean, I've I've heard from people because I have an advice column on Catholic Match, and I've heard from people who have said that they were madly in love with someone they had never even met in person. You you cannot be in love with someone you've never met in person you can be completely enthralled and infatuated with the the picture that they have created through all of their typing but we're we're human creatures we're bodily creatures we need we need more senses than just the reading and writing we need to hear we need to see we need to touch we need you need to encounter the person so and it. It weeds out the people who just are are scared to take it to the next step. So they're just really happy hiding behind the screen. It, it I think it's important if you're at distance to get on the phone quickly and if you're local to, to get in person quickly. It, yeah. Online should be a, a means of introduction, but that's it.
0: Right. Yeah. Because I, I get so tired of the extended like text conversations where – there's no like plans being made or, I mean, I just, I'm just like, I don't have time for this anymore. So yeah. And again, it's
1: kind of another sign.
0: And so that leads me to our next question is how can you really tell what someone is like without, meeting them first. And I I would like to ask your opinion, is it appropriate to be like googling the person and finding out more about them? Because there have been several people that I was kind of willing to meet, but then I already kind of caught them in a lie about like, where they worked or whatever, because I was googling them, which I don't even know it, is that appropriate for me or but I mean, the online dating yeah. world really is scary, because even if you talk on the phone, they still could be lying to you about who they are and what they are and if they're married or not, or, you know, and, and I have heard from guy friends that are, are like, you know, just a warning. There are a lot of like married guys on online dating. And so it's kind of obviously not Catholic (laughs) match. We hope.
1: Oh, no, even Catholic match. You'd be stupid not to Google them. You'd be stupid not to do research. And obviously everyone does. That's how just because I'm just Mary Beth not Catholic Match, they all know who I am immediately because they figure it out. Because once you Google my name, it's all over the place. No, you, it is. It's not safe to just take what somebody you meet online says about themselves as, as gospel truth because, again, they could be anybody. So, yeah, you're smart to Google them. You're smart to learn everything you can about them. I mean, I know people who do background checks because – And it's also when you're going to meet in person, don't be inviting strangers over to your house. You meet in public, meet at a coffee shop at a restaurant or something, you drive yourself. You wait until you've got some confidence that this person really is who they say they are and that they're really being straight with you before you start getting in a car with them or letting them into your house or anything else because, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a dangerous world out there, I and mean, you need to be smart. It, back in the day, everybody met somebody through, well, my brother knows this guy or my cousin knows this guy, and so somebody could vouch for them. I mean, even then, you've got to be a little careful because your brother or cousin might not know everything. But, yes, it is okay to Google them. It's smart to Google them. It's smart to – you can do those little background checks for a buck ninety nine now. Hmm. Do it.
0: Oh, that's interesting. I'm glad to know that I'm not uh, like a total creeper for extensively Googling. Oh, no. No. Do you find, uh, just from being on Catholic Match, because I I hear kind of this criticism a little bit of the more faith-based online dating sites, that people tend to lead with their faith. And so it's harder to actually get to know what they're like because they're really putting out they're what they're putting out is really the externals of the faith. Like I like doing this and I like going to that. And this is my favorite book and everything. So do you have any comments on that?
1: Again, it's important to to get into conversation pretty quick and actually be talking to them because sure, everybody's going to lead with if it's a religious site for for the most success, they're going to want to look religious. And so they'll God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, or whatever. They're just gonna <laughs> throw out religious and and any Catholic who's dated for any period of time knows that there's this. There are people who are really sincerely devout and love God. There are people who are really sincerely attracted to religion because they're really messed up and struggle with a lot of stuff,
0: hmm.
1: and they they so they're attracted religious. Religious people of the opposite sex because it kind of appeals to their better nature and not their screwed up, sex addicted or whatever nature. And then there are people who are just plain old sociopaths who just pretend to be whatever you they know you want them to be so that they can get you into bed or bilk you out of their money, out of your money or whatever they're trying to get from you. So yeah, you got to figure out what's what. You got to figure out if this person's sincere in their faith, is this person sincere in their faith, but really messed up beyond what I want? Or is this person putting a religious facade on a really not very good person? So don't, not everyone who cries, Lord, Lord, will be an appropriate date for you. (laughs) How's that for the scripture of the day?
0: Yeah, definitely. (laughs) That's definitely appropriate. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just because they're they've got the trappings and the accoutrement and they know what a rosary is doesn't necessarily mean that they have a mature faith that that informs their life. see so us again, get to know them, talk to them, dig a little deeper, find out. And sometimes you have to dig deep because sometimes the the nastiest people are the best at manipulating. Yeah, that's and putting on a front. So, that's what's so scary. Frequently, you can smell something a little off. Mm-hmm. And so I'm a big fan of listening to that. I'm a big fan of saluting the red flags in general. Yes. If you see something that concerns you, listen. Listen to that. Don't, oh, I'm sure it's fine. I'm So often, I'm with a group of girls, and one of them really likes somebody, and they'll be saying, but you know, he does this, and he, he did that. Or there's this other girl who's around a lot, and... She says they're just friends, but it looks like, and all the girls around them are always saying, oh, no, I'm sure he really likes you, and, she, and he says that, and someone and going, you're not doing her any favors. Salute the big red flag. If he's paying a lot of attention to another girl who he claims is just a friend, probably a big red flag. If he's ignoring you, if he's not calling when he says he's going to call, that's a big red flag, and it doesn't mean that you aren't wonderful and fabulous, but
0: listen to your instincts. Hmm. Very, very, very true. Um, it was, so what questions, like if you're starting to talk with someone on the phone or like you meet them on your first date after meeting online, what are some good questions for you to try to dig a little deeper? I mean, it's,
1: it's, it's tricky because you don't want to look like you're interviewing. I have friends who do that. You know, like, like they come at you with a list of questions, like in a friendship and a dating. So <laughs> tell me about your background. So who were your grandparents? So who are, you know, and like every time there's a question, there's an answer to the question. I think you want the, you want the conversation to be natural and you don't want to, it's the first time you're meeting them. So you don't want to steer it toward like, you know, super personal topics. Like, tell me, you know, tell me about your first marriage. Tell me about your most painful memory. But I think it's just kind of normal conversation, but, you know, asking, so, you know, where do you go to church? What you know, how's that? And kind of see where it leads. Like, kind of get to kind of get to what's your faith life like what's your what's your prayer life like but without answering you know without coming out of a list of questions like you know like a podcast interview (laughs) 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 just kind of steering conversation toward toward family toward religion toward the things that are important to you and just see how they and if they answer like someone who really knows what they're talking about or if they answer like someone who's rehearsed the answers and knows the knows the lingo mm, yeah. so I, yeah, I don't know if you can really have a specific list of questions but just steer kind of steer the conversation toward those areas with, with innocuous you know with innocent enough questions but but see if they sound like they know what they're talking about
0: that's very That's the good. Answer. And so those are pretty yeah. much all my questions. Do you have any uh, parting words, parting thoughts for uh, people that are trying to do online dating? You know,
1: get out there and, and be brave. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's hard. I know it can be, it's, it's, it's weird and it's intimidating sometimes, but we've been given this gift that we can actually have this, the technology can work for us and we can use it to find somebody. So I think just be yourself. Don't put the pressure on everyone you meet to be like this or Right. But I knew one person who was a trend on Catholic match. who said that I get on here and I just try to be of service to everybody. I just try to be myself and be friendly. I think when it's too much, Oh my gosh, are you the person of my dreams? We get, how should I actually do this? I think we're going to be ourselves more if we think, you know, these are these are strangers. This is a community that I'm just kind of starting to get into and kind of deal with people on that level and just be friendly and be yourself and be helpful instead of, oh, my gosh, this might be the person in my dreams. How do I act? I have to act completely different than I usually act, so what do I do? Just relax, be yourself. Don't put too much pressure on any one person to be like Mr. Right or Ms. Right and kind of try to enjoy it. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I find that uh, when you adopt that attitude, it's just so much more freeing and enjoyable <laughs> rather than when you have all this pressure of uh, needing yeah. to find the one yeah. person.
1: Yeah, I've always said you're going to be a lot more likely to be friends with a lot of people, but the one is only the one. So and that's why I'm a big fan of friends first, just in relationship in general. And I think they have that in my profile mm-hmm. that, you know, let's just – relax and be friends and see what happens.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Well, thank you so much for talking with us today. This has been a delightful conversation. I love your sense of humor. <laughs> and, um, and I also love good. how, uh, how you've made it, you know, you have this special ministry uh, to people that are in the same boat as you. It's And it's very needed. That's what, one of the things that we've discovered with our podcast is that there's this whole community out there really searching and really wanting to do the right thing and, and looking for good information.
1: Yep, yep. Well, we, we need to be talking about this stuff, and I'm always happy to do it.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much. I hope you have a great day. Thank you. You too. Thank you for listening to our podcast. This has been another episode of Fishers of Men.
1: If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please email us at podcast at com. Or find us on our website at fishersofmenpodcast.com. We are also on Facebook under Fishers of Men. Follow us on Twitter
0: at at LA Gone Fishing or on Instagram at fishersofmenpodcast. There is an underscore after each word. Please also remember to rate and make comments on iTunes if you feel so inclined. It's really important so that other people can discover our podcast. I'm Laura Samara Sams. I'm Mary Ashley Burton. Until next time, keep swimming.